What the f did I just say? <laughs> Are we rolling? Yeah. Let me sit upright for this. Hey, everybody, I'm coming to, I got some cities, Austin, Texas. I'm coming October 8th and 9th, Dallas, October 10th, St. Louis, Funny Bone, October 14th through 17th, Brea Improv, the 22nd. I'm coming. Come get these jokes. I love you all. I appreciate you supporting my hippie ass. I see you at my shows. I see you liking, subscribing. I'm sorry if I've been in a dark hole. Life is hard, but I'm coming out to the light. <laughs> I'm coming out. And uh, thank you very much. Tune into this episode right now with me. What am I doing? Okay, I got this. I'm a smart. I'm a smart. <laughs> I'm so smart. Craigconnet.com. Not clickonit.com. When have I ever said that? Craigconnet.com. Are you rolling? Yeah. Good. This is all. Oh, Craig Conan, are you rolling? That's not. God damn. Craigconnet.com. If you're not supposed to take the Lord's name and I picked that up too. CraigConit.com. If you're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm not obsessed with myself. I just hate typing in CraigConit.com. <laughs> I don't want to even spell my own name out. Life is hard. Life is so easy if you don't give a shit about anything, you know? It, it, it's hard when you care. It's hard when you care. Why do I care so much? Oh, I want it to go right. Oh, I want it to go well. <laughs> Fuck out of here, CraigConit.com, you sack of shit. <laughs> Why am I so hard on myself? I love myself. I am. I am handsome. I am confident. I am wealthy. <laughs> I am. Uh, see, you got to talk about it as if it's in the now. That's the hard part because I don't have the money yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you got to trick your brain like, oh, I have it. I am abundant. I am rich. Get the fuck out of here. It doesn't feel that way. Why is life so hard? <laughs> I drink my kombucha and... Ah. <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. I'm trying to do promotions and and I've been depressed. But happy? I don't understand. It's a crazy <laughs> world. You know what I'm saying? Um, lot going on. Lot going on. But you know what's not going on? Joe Rogan's out of town when I'm in Austin, Texas. So who else do you got? <laughs> Come get these jokes, baby. Why am I going like this? October 8th and 9th. It <laughs> took me a while. You see that? Yeah. October 8th and 9th at... Vulcan Gas Company on 6th Street. 6. <laughs> I could do this. I'm smart. Where's my ginkoba biloba? <laughs> that took a while. Uh, that took too long. <laughs> that took too long. I'm high. I'm not even high yet. I did eat some mushrooms. <laughs> Psilocybin. Oh, speaking of mushrooms. Okay. Back to promotions, though. Texas, Texas, Texas. You always say, when am I coming? I'm coming. I'm coming on your face. That's fucked up. We're going to bleep that out. We're going to bleep that out. 
I'm coming on, uh, on the, I quit. <laughs> we'll just bleep out. Okay. Everything else is okay. <laughs> Do you want me to bleep the little whisper there where you said it again? Okay. Leave that in. <laughs> now you know what I said. Um. Okay, let me just do that real quick. And we're sharing, doing promotions. All right, now I got to share a stupid Marquez flyer. Um, got to go to that one. You know, just working hard. You know, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> I'm over here complaining. I got the easiest <laughs> job in the fucking world. You just had to go to the beach to film something. I had to go to the beach to film a promo. <laughs> oh, poor me. I'm... Be grateful for what you got. I got everything I need. I don't need nothing more. But you watch the rich and the famous on the YouTube and you're like, well, I want a fucking heated up bidet that shoots hot water in my asshole mm -hmm. so it's not shockingly cold and <laughs> and gives you a little crick in your neck. You ever have a bidet water so cold you get a knot in your neck because you go <laughs> and you're like, oh, fuck. I thought this was supposed to be good. Reduce on paper products, save the trees, use hemp. We did for hundreds of years, and then the timber companies lobbied against it and ruined it all. Fuck corporations. A la verga, <laughs> cock bitches, motherfuckers. Anyways, good to be here. Good to be here. <laughs> good to be here. Okay, I, I promoted my little shows. That's for the... <laughs> <laughs> I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit. So I did take a little bit of mushrooms, but I took this thing called Happy Caps, and this fool gave it to me, and we're probably going to get flagged on fucking YouTube because you can't say anything anymore. Hey, how about fuck censorship, huh? Whatever happened to freedom of speech and having different opinions? So what? I wanted, I want to promote a little psilocybin on your bitch-ass network, and you just go, oh, he's talking about drugs. Am I? Am I? It's called microdosing. It helps people with PTSD, trauma, victims of abuse, assault. They take a little mushrooms, and they go, oh, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. They don't say that. I don't know what happens, but it really helps with depression. So this fool at Happy Caps, forgot his Instagram handle, but I tagged him in a story. We'll put him in the link on this stuff right there. And uh, so this fool met me at the improv, and he gave me this, and it's just grounded up mushrooms in a pill. So I, oh my God, this is the most Hollywood shit I've ever done in my life. My agent took me to a steakhouse on Sunset <laughs> Boulevard. You know what's crazy? That was the first time anyone has ever taken me to dinner for business. I have gone with my managers, but it was like that bakery, cafe bakery, 85 degrees. Oh yeah. That's casual. I'm sorry. <laughs> a croissant and a fucking iced coffee doesn't count so managers have taken me to two of those two casuals hey man you gotta lube me up before you pipe me down managers what's that about a little a little croissant give me a steak and i suck your dick i'm not i'm not that's a joke guys it's jokes anyways uh so my agent Stu golfman bro the guy that got me 60 dates whatever the hell it is it's getting crazy and uh, he took me to BOA Steakhouse. Boa? Is it Boa or BOA? 
I don't know. Was that your stomach or mine? I think that was mine. Holy shit. Did that pick up? <laughs> what, you got a dragon in there, man? I ate a breakfast burrito. Oh, that I he's came. lactose. He's going to shit on the podcast. <laughs> well, we need more poop stories. Um. Anyways, he took me to this fancy-ass steakhouse. It's got, I guess it's where all the TikToker goes. I don't give... I need to get on TikTok. I'm doing myself a disservice. I'll pay you more money, Chris. Help me. I'm dying. <laughs> And then, um, so I went there, and then I went to the improv, emceed the show, lineup was stacked, and this fool gave me happy caps, so I had a big old steak dinner in my stomach, I was, I was so Hollywood, bro, I was so Hollywood, I went to the steakhouse, and then I did a show, and then I took mushrooms, can't get more Hollywood, <laughs> I forgot the wood, and, uh, so... But I keep saying take mushrooms. Keep in mind, it's microdosing. You don't really get high. It just tickles your little brain, and then you're just not so sad. And nature's quite nice, and you want to just, you just, you feel love more. You, I really love the audience more. And so I took two capsules, and it says take one to two to microdose. It says one microdose, two to four good time, five plus macrodose. I read that wrong. <laughs> Oopsie daisy. So I took two, but I had a big old steak. Yeah. And and um, it was perfect. I took two after my set. I didn't take it before. I'm still, you know, I know I was quite the junkie for about a decade or so, but I still haven't really, really gotten high off drugs. I mean, weed doesn't count i'm sorry guys and so i took two on a big ass full stomach of steak and potatoes and it was awesome so then the next day i tell my lady sadie my lady i was like dude i took these happy caps i took two and i was just like wiggling around i was just shit eating grin and life was good so then we want i wanted to recreate that and i was like yeah i took two it was fantastic we took two in the morning on an empty stomach Oh my God, that was a terrible mistake. <laughs> I was like, what is this shit? I don't like this. I wasn't like tripping, but I was like, that was too much, too much. So these things are phenomenal, but it is like the damn medications. You must eat food. Empty stomach, no bueno, no bueno. But then I ate, uh, cut to the next night, I ate dinner, I took one and I did a show. Awesome, awesome. You guys, microdosing will change the world. Maybe we'll wake the fuck up because it's the it's the gateway to all these old ladies. Not why old ladies, old men too. Like I don't know, you know. But it's if it's just a little, it just tickles your happiness in a natural way without all the negative side effects of some of the head meds. Not all. I know some are absolutely great, but a lot of them are fucking insane, are insane. And I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this because they gotta go, you went against the pharmaceutical industry. <laughs> Cut his fucking head off. And then I'm like, ah, it's natural. It's been in uh, religions and societies and cultures for thousands of years, thousands. A lot of uh, cultures, it was a rite of passage, whether it be psilocybin, ayahuasca. I'm the biggest fucking hippie, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know I'm a cliche, but it's true. It's all natural. Was zero to negative side effects unless you eat too much and jump out a window, and then I'm sorry. 
you're a dumb dumb. <laughs> and that's a sad day, but I ate six grams of mushrooms and I didn't jump out a window. I'm just saying. Maybe I should have ate seven. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Speaking of that guy, he's found guilty. I mean, we all yeah, knew yeah. he was guilty, but hits though those hits <laughs> that guy is so nuts unbelievable can you imagine being on trial for the shit he was on trial for being found innocent and then going right back to it for another decade to be found guilty and spend the rest of your life in prison <laughs> insane Insane. Everybody's insane. This guy. We're going to take a one pause minute break because I got a text message. <laughs> I can't talk. We don't have to pause. Okay. All right. I'm just texting the producer. Cool, I'll run some ads too. Because your boy hasn't sold it out yet. Austin, Texas. <laughs> I sold it out the first time I was there. That was badass. It was COVID capacity, but they just, it was Texas, so they just kept letting <laughs> everyone in. So, <laughs> fine by me. Give me that money. Give me that money, baby. How big is the venue? I don't know. Uh, I got it's on the like email, the probably main, 200, 250, 300. That seems to be the main comedy club in Austin, right? Uh, the most famous one, just because Rogan does it all the time. Yeah. But Austin has a ton of nice clubs, and I have only done Vulcan. I am loyal, and the others haven't booked me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll stick with Vulcan and uh, Big Laugh Network, because they are badass. I... I was the second or third one. I love being the guinea pig. Um, I think Ida Rodriguez was right before me, and then me, and then it was badass. And we sold that shit out, Austin, Texas. It was just one-nighter, now I got two-nighters. Two-nighters is harder. It's double the tickets. <laughs> You're like, okay, I try my best. Um, I can't complain. We are at like 100 tickets sold, so. And... Everybody's last minute, always. So there's that. What was the point of that? So uh, the venue is is more a rock club, hmm. uh, but uh, the people that run it are so dope that uh, like this fool Brandon Lewin, he's just cool as shit, and they treat you, they treat the comics so nice, and it's just. It's got a comedy store vibe, but it's like a it's like a rock venue. It's cool. It's just a bit high ceilings, you know. It's not not the best for laughter, but it's it's uh there's two tiers. It's like a house of blues okay. if I could describe it. Uh but they're 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 badass. Big laugh network at Vulcan get and they're expanding this fool's doing it, man. I, I don't even know. I think he's at like two or three clubs. He keeps popping up different clubs. During the pandemic, that's how they got their start. They was like, we'll do pop-up comedy clubs because they lost uh, 
the musicians, I guess, because of COVID. Mm, they didn't yeah. lose them. You know what I meant? Uh, for whatever reason, music wasn't allowed, but stand-up was. I didn't really understand that. But hmm. I mean, not not allowed, but that's just how what happened. I can't explain it. There was no music, no live music, sorry. Yeah. Zero live music uh, during most of the pandemic, most everywhere. But stand-up kind of snuck through. Which I don't really understand because we're both spitting into a microphone. Maybe with music, there's like the outlet of you could record albums and stuff, so you can scratch that itch of making music. Mm. But comedians, I mean, I noticed that's how Jam and the Van got started too in West LA. That was a music venue, and then they couldn't do that, so they just did comedy. But I'm like, why can't? Yeah, I mean, it all seems illegal to me, so we'll just <laughs> fucking do it, dude. I should have ate more than a banana. Anyways. I've been piggly wiggly in it. I've been eating. <laughs> I've been eating. I need exercise. I got to go back to Hidalgo. Hidalgo, you know I'm lazy. Why don't you text me, you fucking jackass? <laughs> if you guilt me into coming to the gym, I will come. If it's up to me, why do you think... I haven't worked out my entire life because <laughs> it's up to me. Nobody wants to. Oh, Joe Rogan, just go do it. Even if you don't want to. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I got mental illness, bro. I'm just kidding. I love you. I obviously love Joe Rogan. That guy's badass. Um, Yeah, the discipline it takes. I don't know what's up with mental blocks and whatnot but why is why is it like i'll be like okay if i just do this thing whatever it may be usually diet and exercise my life will be substantially better and then i go ah <laughs> but i do that for six to ten years you know i've worked out a total of probably one year in my life maybe 18 months all sports I've never, it's always been sporadic and forced through sports. And I would always fluctuate it as a kid. Baseball season, lose weight, get thin. Off season, Kool-Aid, popsicles, top ramen, <laughs> mac and cheese. I get little love handles, little chichis. But then, you know, baseball <laughs> season picks up, run a mile. I'm like, oh. And I'd run, and then I'd lose it. We all need coaches. I think that's what it is. Shout out to uh, school for teaching us fucking nothing about that. <laughs> How about we, uh, you, you know what would be awesome if the education system taught you like, here we go, hippie shit again, a little breath work, a little self-confidence, little positive thoughts and affirmations, exercise, diet that's not cheeseburgers. Remember learning the food pyramid? Yeah. What the fuck was that about? I remember, <laughs> I swear on my life. I remember learning that a cheeseburger was nutritious because it had meat, protein, it had lettuce and tomatoes and onions, vegetables. <laughs> Are you fucking insane? They're delicious and quite possibly my favorite food on planet Earth, but they are the most furthest thing from fucking nutritious. Nutritious. School's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Wake up, everybody, eat little mushrooms, and be like, hmm, the system doesn't work. 
Anyways, stay away from that. <laughs> it's crazy out there. Everything's fine in the world. Everybody's happy. There's no problem. Nobody's split. Nobody's eating each other alive. All citizens get along. <laughs> Gemini Creek, it's can we all just love each other? At the end of the day, we're all one, and we just want home, food, happiness. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, life is good, though. Oh, I've, I've been meaning to post this. I... I watched Bill Hicks' uh, special revelations. Did I talk about this? Mm, a little bit. A little bit. I'm going to post it. That fool, oh my God. He was just ahead of his time. He died at like 35 and he's still regarded as top 10 by by comics. Not not The masses don't really know him. He didn't make it to that level. He kind of did. He's kind of like a... Uh, I don't know who to compare him to in the music world to give it like the proper, maybe like Sex Pistols or who's not really mainstream but important. Sex Pistols kind of crossed over. They're kind of mainstream. Stu just kind of crossed over. He just was important. He was important to comedy. He didn't give a fuck about the audience and he said what he said and he said important shit like a Carlin. He did shit like George Carlin, but he I would say he's a little bit more hardcore. Like he for instance, he has a bit where he's making fun of America and pop music and white culture. And he and he's comparing Jimi Hendrix to uh, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> and this motherfucker goes in and he's he's screaming like he's like He's saying Jimi Hendrix is real music. He's like, I want my rock stars dead. I want them to fucking kill themselves on stage. Wow, that's fucking rock and roll. He's obviously kidding. He loved life and mushrooms. And uh, and then he's like, new kids on the block. Google, we'll provide a link. He was like, look at these guys. And then he does an act out. He's like, I'm so fucking white. I'm so... And then he starts marching, doing... How Hitler, which sounds racist and crazy, but he's making fun of America's love for all things white. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. So if you're into comedy, you get it. If you just tune in and you're a sensitive little pussy, you're going to be like, oh, he's a white. No, he's making fun of the whiteness of how a lot of things are manufactured. And uh, I forgot his name, but the manager of New Kids on the Block was part of the uh, engineer and architect to launch uh, Bobby Brown's group. What was that called? Not Belle Biv DeBoe. New Edition. New Edition. Before, yeah. When they were little kids. And the guy said, like, if these kids were white, we could make so much more money. And then he left them and formed New Kids on the Block. And it's so funny that Bill Hicks picked up on that and was making fun of that. And he just straight up doesn't act out uh, like hiling Hitler, saying like basically new kids on the block is white supremacy. Uh and in in like basically saying it's hard to describe this accurately. It's just manufactured. 
it was it was not organic yeah and uh and he's making fun of the whiteness of it because they just are the whitest little group kids you know and i know i'm fucking half white and i'm over here talking all this shit you know what i'm talking about though it wasn't formed like Montley crew all white dudes but they're partying alcoholic cokeheads that shit was dope they took over you know guns and roses same shit well slash isn't white but then new kids on the block it's like oh give me those two white kids give me that white kid okay now now sing you know i don't know yeah they made them do all the stuff that like new edition did yes you know just sort of put a white face on black music that's what i'm trying to say thank you brother i can't talk so as opposed to like motley crew is you know it just happens yeah the best shit just happens and when you do that it's just weird it's it's kind of like everyone comparing the drake album the kanye album i already said this but like drake album is like oh that's he just hit play on the recorder (laughs) it's what it felt like yeah it's danceable it's drake he's one of the best so it's going to be good but it's just like manufactured canned i guess i would say it's 100 commercial it's he's canned vegetables <laughs> this is my analogy new kids on the block is canned vegetables and the and the fucking montley cruz the other white bands are are are, 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 are organic carrots with a little a little <laughs> it's got more spice and it tastes better it's true. Go buy a little fucked up organic shitty apple with skid marks on it and then buy a big old juicy conventional GMO Monsanto. One looks like heaven. One looks like hell. One tastes like heaven. One tastes okay. They do all right. They got the science of a little sugar in there. Huh? <laughs> put a little nicotine in there. You know they put nicotine in pesticides that make food more addictive? And scientists discovered that it was the nicotine and pesticides that were the brink that was uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back on the bees. <laughs> and they, a lot of the bees, the, the, the hive, the abandonment syndrome is just because of pesticide, pesticides, DuPont. Anyways, oh, don't, I guess stay away. Stay away <laughs> from that. Even though Albert Einstein said it. If the bees go bye-bye, we go bye-bye. They only pollinate Earth. Oh. Okay. All right. Start a revolution. Let's hold corporations accountable for their crimes against humanity. Keep it happy. Keep it happy. Bill Hicks, everybody. Bill motherfucking Hicks. It's a, yeah, he apparently died at like 33, but it's crazy because he looks 40-something easily. He and did all. drugs. Yeah. He did a lot of <laughs> drugs. Yeah. He, uh, I'm going to post this clip on my IG because I feel like the world needs it. He's just saying we're all one, experiencing uh, consciousness subjectively we're all energy and there's only two feelings in this world fear and love he goes choose you know one and it's he's just uh he was just a prophet he was a prophet no wonder he died at 33 you guys ever notice the good guys die fucking young he actually says that in his uh, special in the clip i will post 
eventually if I get out of my own fucking depression. <laughs> Anyhow, that's what the HEPA caps are for. So I just took a half of one because kind of strong happy cacks <laughs> happy caps that's a happy cacks i played uh dodgeball for probably the second time in 18 months i was so bad i'm so <laughs> rusty oh my god i kept throwing the ball like 10 to 12 feet above everyone <laughs> they were laughing at me i was like i can't throw and then I started throwing sidearm to like do it lower, and I kept getting caught because I wouldn't try. I'd be like, okay, just don't throw as hard and throw mm. sidearm. And I'm like, I'm like, I just, I caught a couple. Thank God, otherwise I would have, I would have hated <laughs> myself. I could not get. Everyone was rusty though. Thank God, because everyone hasn't been playing. I felt bad because I subbed. They picked me up to be a ringer, and I just let them down. And my buddy Tori was like, Craig, go wild. I was like, I don't have it in me. I'm rusty, man. I I got a couple fools out, and I'm sore. It feels like I got in a car wreck. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, I was going to say, last time you like couldn't couldn't sit upright. Last time I played for four hours. Yeah. This time I played for two hours. What happens was I get all hopped up on adrenaline and I go, ha, <laughs> but I used to be in better shape so that would last longer. So when I was hopped up on adrenaline, I lit up a couple people and I caught a couple balls, but then I almost vomited <laughs> because I was so out of shape and I was like, you're about to puke. You better just go stand against the wall. So then I had to stand against the wall and I thought I would rejuvenate and come back. No. No, I was against the wall for a good hour and a half. I almost puked last night. And they make you wear a fucking mask. It's rough. Indoor dodgeball, hot, overheating, out of shape, in a mask. And I ate. I visited my mother yesterday, and she made me a sandwich. It was delicious. And then after that, I visited my sister, and she made dinner. And I was like, oh, shit. So I ate that. <laughs> and then I drank. Listen to what I drank yesterday. I drank... Um. Lee's Lee's coffee from Costco. It's Vietnamese coffee. Super sweet. Super oh, yeah. cream. Oh, my God. And then I drank a Sunny Delight at my sister's house, a kombucha from uh, Target, a matcha, I mean, liquid IV. Mm-hmm. I had like nine different liquids in me, and I was like, "No wonder you're gonna puke." What are you, eight years old, you asshole? I was like, "I it's like, remember the suicides you do at yeah. the at Carl's Jr. when you do all the sodas." Why did why did we call them that? That was what they were called, right? It's I think a little it's, dark. I was eight. Suicides. Because <laughs> it doesn't taste good. No. So you're like doing something to yourself that you know isn't good. Yeah, it's awful. I'm surprised you drank a Sunny Delight. I haven't seen a Sunny Delight in a decade. My sister bought them out of nostalgia, and then we realized they're not <laughs> that like, good, and they're hard to get rid of. T- like turned orange juice. It just tastes. I used to put, I believe I've said this before, Pepsi or Coca-Cola in my Sunny uh, Delight to make a brown, like, what? shit liquid, and I'd just drink it. <laughs> and I loved it. What? You guys, take care of your kids, okay? <laughs> what happened? Just drinking Coke and Sunny Delight? 
No wonder I got into <laughs> drugs. I was already fucking on drugs. What is that? Just every chemical in America? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Dis- They've never made like orange Coca-Cola, have they? No, because it's disgusting. (laughs) I mean, maybe they have. I don't know. Maybe in Europe. Yeah, maybe. Some weirdo, some weird Spaniard is like, put the orange beer (laughs) in my (laughs) Coca-Cola. Oh, man. Was anyone else just raised on sugar and Top Ramen and TV? I'm lucky I came out like this. (laughs) my dad was so nuts dude i was just thinking i was just driving by you know i live in the neighborhood i grew up in now and i was just driving through areas and i was like oh yeah i used to go to that house to pick up bets with my father (laughs) at eight we just stop and collect envelopes of cash (laughs) just straight Illegal living, you know? <laughs> of course I was drawn to that. Thank God I didn't get into gambling. That's an addiction I don't need. You lose your house. You lose everything. You lose you. Imagine being a kid with your dad's a degenerate gambler, <laughs> and he just loses the rent money, Yeah, you know? That sucks. <laughs> it was my dad collecting the rent say. money. Like, thanks. Suckers. Thanks for that. Degenerate father. My dad got his money, motherfucker. People love to gamble. They love it. They love it. Look at Vegas. At that place, my jaw drops every time. The house always wins, everybody. Look at the fountains. (laughs) Go to the Bellagio. The house always wins. So stop gambling. Yeah, it's such a common saying that everyone knows. And it doesn't stop anybody. And there's such bastards. They just keep at like roulette, right? Roulette in Europe, there's one zero. Roulette in Vegas, zero. Double zero. <laughs> I want to say even some places don't even have zero. We added that shit in. Because have you seen the Bellagio? <laughs> Double zero. And then one they added like a triple zero. And I was like, you motherfuckers. You just keep making it harder. Isn't that just incrementally lower and, your odds? Yeah. Just a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. We need a new orchid. Better add a triple zero. <laughs> No, you don't need a new orchid. Leave it at one zero, you fucking bastards. Everything's so rigged. I want it to go I wanna go back. I wanna go back a hundred years. Well maybe not, you know. Just with uh basically I wanna go backwards in the sense of the consolidation of power. Corporations are way too powerful. They own and uh, all resources and politicians and just limit the size of that and cap it. I mean, Jesus Christ. How many Jeff Bezos are we going to have? He don't seem like Batman to me. I wouldn't <laughs> mind him if he was Batman. Come on, Elon. Come on, Batman. You're my only hope. 
you little autistic sucker. <laughs> he said that so I could say that. Fucking anyhow. Someone come save us. Come on, Jesus. Ain't you supposed to come back? Come back and put these corporations in their place. Organic, all natural. <laughs> What's so bad about that? We didn't have pesticides till the 50s. I'm actually drinking fertilizer. That's pesticides. <laughs> Medica magnesia. Saline. Am I forgetting anything? I didn't write any notes down. I was like, you'll remember. It just came out, but did you watch the new Chappelle stand-up special? I have not yet, but I cannot wait. Him and, uh, although I love many, 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 many of great comedians, him and Bill Burr are the, usually the only ones I run to watch. I should watch them all. I don't, you, I don't love watching comedy. Well, now I'm not burned out on it anymore. The pandemic changed that. But I don't like it because I don't want to be influenced. Yeah. And it's hard not to be influenced. You suck it up subconsciously. You know, I, I, I've i already said this before, but there's movies I've watched at a child that I speak like it now, and I <laughs> cannot change it. I will consciously be like, don't talk, don't say, it's wet over there. And then <laughs> I'll say it, and I'm like, oh, my God. And we already know Chris Farley. That is great. <laughs> I can't stop. It's just auto program people are like what is your accent it's all over the place i'm like pop culture television <laughs> Ten thousand hours of tv by the time i was five years old i don't know i don't know i couldn't tell you oh my god i rewatched critters it's this old school 80s uh, oh yeah horror movie i had no idea me and my sisters recorded that on VHS, and we used to watch it over and over. And yeah. I was like, at the, you know, it came out in '86. So I was like two years old, four years old when we were watching this. You know, when you watch something so much as a child, but then you don't watch it for 25 years, and then you rewatch it, and you're like, oh my God, this movie shaped who I became as a human <laughs> being. The kid was making M80s and, and duct tape and fireworks and, and yeah. was throwing them at the critters to save his family. And I remember watching that as a, as a child and wanting to do that. And then luckily, I had a father that gave me all the fireworks I ever needed at a very young age. <laughs> and I remember, I mean, I know I've talked about this, but Chris, I was like eight years old cutting up firecrackers, emptying the gunpowder out, <laughs> making piles of gunpowder, then putting them into a tube casing and wrapping them with electrical tape and putting a fuse in them from the the green fuse on a firecracker, not the gray ones. You yeah. know? So I'd take them all apart, I'd slice them with the razor, empty them out, save the green fuse, put them in a tube, duct tape them up, and make M80s. <laughs> I was eight. I was eight. And my father helped me. And he gave me the epoxy glue to make them in. He gave me the firecrackers. He taught me how to light them off correctly. Still, <laughs> still got my fingers. And uh, that's insane. I mean, that 
could have been your beginnings as like a chemist or a nah. you know like it's like a craft project yeah yeah i guess you're right outside of the fact that it explodes when you're done making it it's kind of a like that's a good thing to know how to make and out of the dozens and dozens of makeshift m80s i made n one none of them worked one one worked they usually turned into smoke bombs and they fizz because I didn't do it correctly because okay. I was eight years old. <laughs> and then one of them went, bam! And I was like, there it is. Gotcha. <laughs> I was in fourth grade selling bottle rockets. Bottle rockets. What is wrong with me? Bottle rockets to my friends. I was ahead of the curve, baby. Entrepreneur. Did anybody's parents ever like ban you from coming around or hanging out with their kid? It was the nineties. It was a little different. Ah. It's a little yeah. different back then. But yeah, I definitely could have been the bad kid. <laughs> but I always hung out with the bad kids too. Yeah. So it was like equal. Some of the other kids were worse. I'm like, hey, man, this, this is just mischief. You got a little evil in your heart, bro. I don't fuck with that. I just like just fucking shit, man. I like mischief and mild destruction uh, with consciousness and love in it. You know, I don't want to hurt anybody, anything. <laughs> just fun. It's just fun. Light off firecrackers and blow shit up. Yeah, there's always some weird kids. And you're like, all right. <laughs> all right. You're demented, bro. Those early websites. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, there's always a couple of those kids in middle school. You're like, hey, fuck you, bro. I don't want to see dog shit and, and humans eat it. Uh. Yeah, they brought those pictures <laughs> yeah. to school, and I'd be like, I'm 12, bro. I'm 12. You fucked me up. I don't want to see this shit. I didn't go to that website. I'm searching for titties and firecrackers. You show me poop and people eating it? Get the fuck out of here, man. You sick bastard. Oh, those kids are The Dexters, you know, the yeah, little, yeah. The little, they fractured. Oh, <laughs> you better, better, uh, start meditating to Eckhart Tolle and pray to Jesus or Buddha or some shit. Cause yeah, that's dark. That's dark, dark, darkness. Oh, troglodytes. My sister's texting me. Hang on, I'm so sorry. What are we doing? Okay. Just a little TikTok. Just a little TikTok. Wanted to make sure they're not here with the kids. Anyhow, we're just we're just a little beam of light in this dark world. You know what I'm saying? We just take a little little firecrackers, little mushrooms, and we just <laughs> go, hey, happy to be here. What else we got, Chris? Oh, I want to see a Mini Saints of Newark. Uh, Joey Coco Diaz is in oh, that yeah. shit. Oh, I fucking love that guy. Man, this fucking pandemic. That fool moved to New Jersey. I haven't seen him. I see that fool regularly. 
I see him two, three times a week. I'd always run in the room. I already talked about this, but God damn, Joey Diaz live. There's nothing like it, man. He called me Tarzan and my heart would melt. <laughs> hey, Tarzan, how you doing? <laughs> he called me Tarzan. I know that probably means he doesn't remember my name, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know that he knows who I am and he likes me. You're probably the only one he calls Tarzan. Yeah. Hey, Tarzan, what's up? I'm like, ah. <laughs> Man. Those old comedy store days. It's coming back, but, you know, it's just slow and weird and different. New normal. Fuck your new normal. I want my old normal. This new ain't normal. I get I I call it new hormone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> new horrible. That's what they should call it. Welcome to the new horrible. Does anyone else watch the news and just look at it and be like, could it look more like propaganda? Just even the backdrops. Did it? Was it always this cheesy? I think so. Yeah, I think it, it was. It's all. I mean, I just grew up and can see it for what it is. Yeah, we're living in a world with so many different lenses to look at things through now. I I was watching the news at my father's house and I scrolled. Did I talk about this yet? No. I watched every single one because I was like, let's see what the fuck <laughs> this garbage is. I watch MSNBC. I watch Fox, and I even went to PBS and watched some KCET. And it is all insane. They're all nuts. They're all nuts. Whether you're liberal or uh, conservative or silent. Yeah, there's no silent majority because that's where all the sane people are. Um, yeah, it's just as watching it objectively, just curious and not trying to tune in. It was insane to me because it absolutely was it was written to, to to divide us like they were saying the extreme polar opposites and it was just like just basically just download the data go kill each other that's how it felt like cannibalize yell froth at the mouth it was just like it was just ugly and i was just like jesus everybody not everybody most everybody is in the middle well, they just want not fucking, ah, I can't even sum it up, but you know what I'm talking about. Go watch all channels of news and get back at me. That shit was weird. I was like, it just feels wonky. Well, did you see that Facebook like whistleblower? He was on 60 Minutes saying that they... Uh, just for reasons of profit, not because they're ne necessarily trying to be evil, but it's a side effect, I guess. Like, they would promote the most extreme opinions on both sides and and create this discord, and it just, like, is good for business. It's bad for humanity eating each other alive. That's my whole point of why I hate corporations so much. It's insanity to me. It's good for business. Let's put a death ticker on CNN. It's good. F it's good for business. Yeah, but you're instilling fear into millions, hundreds of millions of people. Does anyone have morality and consciousness anymore? It's like maybe we could just say, 
you know if you take vitamins and go in the sun and exercise, you'll be all right. For the most part. Anyways. Oh, that perfect example. Here's here's a headline that's not too controversial that I'll talk about so we don't get fucking flagged and deleted. You see counts getting deleted too? Yeah. Videos. Censorship's fucking insane, dude. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Wow, we're just trying to protect you. Well, we're just trying to protect you. Oh, uh, James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig. The headline read, uh, I don't remember exactly, but it basically was a sexist headline. James, Daniel Craig doesn't believe a woman should be James Bond. Mm-hmm. And what the interview actually said, he said, well, James Bond, the character already exists. Uh, what we should do is write a new character that's better than James Bond and make it for a woman and make them be the star. That's what he said. Yeah. But they took that and was like, James Bond hates women. <laughs> they, they didn't say that, yeah. but that's what the headline ensues. And it is not what is said at all. We, we, we have to stop this. This is insanity. Every, we're living in a world of clickbait and everyone hates each other. And the message isn't even that. It's just like, well, how can we spin this? And make everyone fucking hate each other. Why am I doing that voice? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to light. Let's talk about something else. But there's an example of how uh, the media is crooked. Crooked bastards. And, okay, I'm sure I've said this fun fact. Back in the old Clinton administration, the news used to be facts. And then he changed it to entertainment. The news doesn't have to be true anymore, people. That seems... uh, Dumb, for lack of better words. That seems insane to me. That seems like we live in the upside down, and I can't name this episode that because we've already named one that. (laughs) That seems upside down. Stranger Things is a documentary. We live in the upside down. Nothing makes sense anymore. Remember when I gave Fahim Anwar COVID? (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally. Ah, Obviously. I'm not a fucking... (laughs) I'm going to give one of my heroes. He doesn't know he's one of my heroes, but God damn it. (laughs) Fahim Anwar is one of the best stand-up comics in the country. The guy's a right machine, and I can't even fathom it. The guy just writes like an hour a year of gold, and you're not... I got a bunch of new shit, uh, and I'm happy with it, and it's fun, and that makes me joy. But it's about 15 minutes. It's not an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe 20. I got a new bit on both my grandma's vaginas. I've been working it out. Boy, that one's been hard to work out, let me (laughs) tell you. Let me tell you. Holy shit, how'd I forget about that? So uh, I was doing the Hollywood Improv, and... uh, and Craig Robinson dropped in. God damn it, I love that dude. And then uh, he closed out the show. He went up last. And then, I don't know if he wants me to talk about this. I mean, it's not bad. His leg hurt, 
And then I was like, yo, my sister does Ayurvedic. Can she hook? He's like, she'll hook you up. Are you into weird hippie shit? It's not conventional. It's not, you know, fucking Oxycontin, which is crazy to me. Your back hurts. Here's some heroin. That won't go wrong. Okay. And then, uh, so I was like, yeah, it's just like uh, Ayurvedic healing. She does it with my dad for gout and whatnot. And she'll put like uh, uh, this dough on your knee and put ghee on it. And it's it's supposed to help with them. It doesn't supposed, it helps with inflammation and reduces inflammation. And it could help you. And he's like, yeah, man, I'll fucking try anything, bro. My fucking leg hurts. So then my sister went over to Craig Robinson's house and hooked up his knee. And I just was like, what planet are we living in, man? <laughs> this is crazy. And he is the coolest motherfucker. I fucking love that, dude. It's very nice to meet your heroes and have them be awesome. Yeah. It's also not nice when it's, they're, not, they're, not, <laughs> they're not nice. It's not nice when they're not nice. But he is... I told you, man, I met him maybe four or five years ago. He's given me a hug every time I've seen him ever since. And I didn't even know if you remember my name or what, but I don't care because I work that way too. It's, you know, some fools, I don't remember their name, but I know I love them. And then, uh, but then he was like, come on, Nat, what's up? And I was like, you know, <laughs> back to like uh, making my heart melt like old Tarzan, you know, you're like, I was like, I fucking, I synced it. <laughs> I've been watching that fool since, uh, yeah, pre-comedy for sure. When I watched Pineapple Express. I didn't do comedy. And I was like, I am that guy. I need to do that. And I just remember him going, I synced it. You remember? Yeah. And then in This Is The End, he goes, I drank my own urine. And I liked it. <laughs> oh, my God. I've been. And then now I. And now my sister hooked up his kneecap. I mean, I'm not talking shit. I don't know what people want out there. But it's not bad, right? I mean, yeah, if he's mad at that, then you're not as cool as I thought you were, Craig <laughs> Robinson. Uh, nothing but good things to say about that fool. God bless him. Hope your knee feels better. Hope the Ayurvedic weird hippie shit helped out. And uh, God bless you, sir. How long have we been rolling? I'm running out of steam here, sir. Uh, about 53 minutes. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, podcast people, I fucking love you guys. You've been showing up to my shows. I know I said this, but it means so much to me. When you show up to my shows and buy tickets and say, hey, I listen to your podcast, it just lights my little soul on fire because we're out here building our little empires brick at a time, and, you know, we're doing it. And we'll talk about the realities of the situation. Yes, I'm doing better than I've ever done in my life, but I wanted to buy my mom a Camry. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen. And then, uh, but my mom wants a car. We're doing the same goddamn thing we did last time. My mom really, really wants a new car. I am not in a financial point to buy her a fucking, I ain't Mac Daddy yet. Even though we're supposed to speak like we are. I am Mac Daddy. I am confident. And uh, so she wants a new car, so I'm helping her buy a car. And now she's giving me her old car, but I'm giving her a down payment on her new car. You know, one of the little, the old switcherooski. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So my mom's giving me a car. <laughs> what kind? 
a Kia Optima. Nice. But she's not giving to me. I mean, I'm paying for it. I'm giving right. her four Gs. Like, it's not zero dollars. But I wanted to buy her one. I have enough to give her enough for a down payment, but not enough to buy her, you know, brand new car. I mean, I could. I just would be negative 10 grand. <laughs> and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Two years, you all have Teslas. Yeah. I'm down with that. I want a Tesla SUV. I want a electric and a gas car. I'm an old school. I got to have... I have a Tesla and I have a little... I'll, I'll keep old Betsy. Old Betsy's in the garage. <laughs> I'll try it and true. And so... um yeah, you know, we're getting there. I'm still giving her a fat down payment on her new car, and I'm upgrading my vehicle. I wanted to buy a truck, and I I, I am financially there to afford a car payment, but I'm like, what the fuck you getting a truck for, bro? It's like, I don't even know if it fit in the garage. <laughs> Parking's harder. It's terrible on gas as gas increases. Yeah. You're nice and people are going to ask you to move mm -hmm. and then you're going to have to help move. I help this fool move a refrigerator <laughs> for 25 bucks. I'm like, I don't want to. And it's literally, other than make me happy, it's con. Con, yeah. con, 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 con. Happy. Dream car. It, but it just makes zero sense and practicality overruled. I'm like, uh, just take your mama's car and give her a fat down payment on her new vehicle and you help facilitate. But it's not the same. I want to buy my mama a car and be like, let me write a check. <laughs> to Toyota? Okay. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, we... Uh, Stage five raps in Irvine, California. The homie Jay, he is rapping. He was going to rap old Betsy. And I told my mother, this is how it came. Ah. I, I was, he was going to rap old Betsy. And he, she goes, why are you going to rap old Betsy? I want a new car and you could have my old car. Just give me a down payment just like last time. And she's like, you should rap old Bet. I mean, uh, her old Betsy, Kia Optima. Because uh, Tilly, besides swapping some shit too, you know, it's got some scratches. So stage five raps, my homie Jay is gonna was going to rap out my four, 16, 17 year old Camry, but now he's gonna rap my Kia Optima and uh, get rid of some of those dents and dings Tilly, Tilly did. I don't fully understand what rapping is. Oh, sorry. Let me explain that. This is a selling point. See, this is good advertisement for Jay at Stage 5 Raps in Irvine, California. We'll provide links. So the reason rapping can be better or I think is better is because it's half the price as a paint job. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know this, but the selling point, he says, like, let's say you, you uh, paint your car and... And or you get a sideswipe on the door, and the guy needs to paint the door only. It is next to near impossible to match the paint job ah. with the other panels. But if it was, if it's sticker matte, I mean uh, vinyl sticker vinyl, he then explains that that is no problem at all because it's a sticker for whatever reason. 
it doesn't lose. I don't understand it. No, it makes sense. He says it's just easier. And then he said a lot of people are wrapping their vehicles to, for two reasons, they want a different color and to protect the original paint job underneath. So you drive it around like son of a bitch. And then if it comes time to sale, you just peel the sticker and the paint job underneath is brand new. Oh, nice. And I was like, oh shit. And then there was another reason. Well, I half the price. I was sold right there. And then the other two perks were quite nice. And uh, yeah. So get your car wrapped. What color are you going to get? I'm a plain Jane. I do white or black. I was like, white, black, or gray, bro? You pick. He was like, I'll give you nice black. Semi-gloss. He said maybe even satin. So it's not quite matte black, but it's in between. I was like, whatever. Whatever won't get me pulled over, bro. Wrap it up. It seems like color has gotten pretty muted in cars. Like, just generally, they don't make a lot of I don't like bright red or flash, flossy, flashy. I said flashy. <laughs> I don't like the just a. I'm a plain Jane. This is as flashy as I get. The chatty broad shirt. Yeah. I wore white or black. There's something wrong with me. <laughs> I have all these cool shirts, all these colors. I listen to Michael Jackson growing up like a white. It doesn't matter. That's why I go back. <laughs> I go back. And. uh yeah, so uh, thank you, Stage 5 Raps, for hooking up my new used car. 2015. We're in the 10s, baby. We're in the 10s. <laughs> now I got to go uh, car shopping for my mama and find her the best deal. What does she want? A uh, She doesn't care, so I'm going to just show her the options of the best vehicles. Just a small SUV so she's a little higher up so she can see better because she's a little short lady <laughs> and she can't see and she sideswipes stuff. <laughs> what are you going to do? So probably a Toyota RAV4 or a Honda CRV. Ford Escape. I like the Mazda CX-5s. They looking pretty slick. So I'm going to show her the pictures and be like, which one you want? I'll go find it. And uh, damn it. I want to buy it. Any millionaires out there? Any billionaires listening to this podcast? <laughs> just throw me a million bucks. I'm going to go buy my mama car and me a truck. Nah, I like earning it. It's better. Something about free shit. No, nah, fuck that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, millionaires, what's up? Give me a cool yeah, meal. Yeah, the difference is very small. There yeah. is a difference. It's more satisfying when you earn it, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's why I might, that was just my life goal, just to buy my mom a car outright, write a fucking check, and be like, yeah, bitches, I fucking <laughs> made it. And uh, next year, next year. Come on, everybody. Tweet, share, like, reply, <laughs> rate, review. Turn on the bell. Everything's so shadow banning now. I cuss and talk about weird shit. And they, they fucking put you down here. They change that shit on Instagram. If if you... Uh, I forgot. Help me out here. They censor it. Not even for medical shit. Just... uh sensitive shit you have to go to settings and be like if you're down with cuss words you have to change it it's like why did you do that oh i haven't seen that yet yeah it fucks with a lot of comics 
Uh, Rocky Del Davis, love you, bro. He's been very vocal about it. Me, not so much. He's like, God damn it. Like, for that, you just say that. Someone can flag your shit. Or if they don't change their settings. Instagram automatically updated to where if you cuss and this, this, that, it'll it'll sense it. It deem it as sensitive material and uh and they'll push it to a different category kind of like you're r-rated now yeah and the r-rated world is just a smaller world and they they uh you have to go into your settings and change something to make it so you see the r-rated stuff it's like why don't you just leave it (laughs) just leave it everyone likes r-rated shit have you seen deadpool it did very well in the box office People, and I would imagine that people that are big draws, they don't apply that to them. Like big, big accounts and no, stuff. No. No, of course not. That's that's where it Only, really... That shit drives me nuts. You're just going to... Just the up-and-comers yeah. trying to become the big dogs? Same, you censor us? Oh, It's crazy. He did... I'll share that shit, too. He did a, a video, and a tutorial video on what to do because oh, it's that's that... Cool. You got to go to the little three dashes. You got to go to settings. You got to go to privacy. Then you got to click, do you want to see sensitive material? Yes. And some of the stuff I get, obviously, not everyone wants to see an execution on camera. That I am down with, putting a little... This is sensitive material. Yeah. See why. Oh, there's a fucking murder. Okay. I don't need that in my life today. I'm gonna garden. I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna see that. But me saying shit, fuck cock bitch, and Rocky just saying shit, it's like, what? 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 Let us say cock bitch. <laughs> what is the problem, Instagram? Why can't we just cuss? It's quite nuts, and it sounds crazy, but it's happening to all of my friends, a lot of my friends, and it is hindering our incomes and ticket sales. And he, ta- he like I said, I'm less vocal about it, but I, that's why I love him and speak about him so much. Rocky Del Davis just talks shit. He's like, Instagram flagged my shit again. He's like, which one of you are rats? And I love it because it's just because he says fuck or some shit. It's wild. Um, yep. But back to the moral of the story. Thank you that to all the fans that this is getting through. And if you are having trouble seeing my shit, turn on the little bell. You know, I don't know how many messages I get. Be like, oh, I just missed you in Hartford. When are you coming back? I'm like, I don't fucking know. A year? 18 months? Please go. The one night I'm there. God damn. Fucking quit your job. Call out sick. The world's ending anyways, bro. <laughs> Come get these jokes one night. And uh, and I love the people that's showing up. And I'm sorry the people that just missed it. And say, when are you coming back? 18 months probably, realistically. That's how it <laughs> usually works with these clubs. They bring you out annual. Usually the clubs are on a 1 to 18 month rotation. They bring us out. And... Uh, See you in 18 months, Hartford. And uh, God bless you. Thank you very much for coming out. Turn on the little bell, write, review, like, subscribe. It really helps me a great deal. 
I have a ton of fans message me on uh, YouTube comments. I read every single one. Thank you. I'm sorry if I don't respond, but I see you. And a lot of them being like, hey, I've been looking for your shit. You don't pop up anymore. And I'm like, so just click the little bell. I know that's annoying. I used to hate all the YouTubers that I ask, and now I get it. (laughs) And now I get it. Click the little bell. Help me out there. I only post every day. I'm not going to be annoying. (laughs) I love you all. I wish you all the best. God bless you. Fucking Buddha bless you, whatever. Atheist bless you. The big void of nothing bless you. <laughs> the big gig in the Kai bless you. All of it. Did I say that <laughs> no. wrong? Right. The big gig in the Kai. <laughs> Anyways, this podcast is coming to an end. Peace and love, baby. Stay up. Keep working. We're building our little empire as a brick at a time. Sometimes it takes 10 fucking years, though, and you get a little disheartened. But I'm here to tell you, just keep going. You just keep going. So what if I didn't buy my mama a Camry? (laughs) Looks like I get her car. (laughs) God damn it. That wasn't what I wanted. You can't always get what you want, as the great Rolling Stones said. But sometimes you get what you need. It looks like I need a Kia Optima. (laughs) (laughs) I love you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Peace.